0: Welcome to One Tired Teacher, episode 167 Five Detrimental Reasons Why Lesson Plans Should Not Be Required a Year in Advance. So, today we are going to talk about a recent bill that was passed in Indiana where they are talking about posting lesson plans a year in advance. This bill is created out of fear and scarcity. And I really want us to look at some reasons why this is such a bad idea because there are other states that are proposing the same kind of thing. And unless you have taught in a classroom, you really do not have an idea of what teachers do and how they work. And yet teaching is one of those professions where it's somehow okay for anyone that's not doing the job to tell you how to do your job. So you can only imagine how I felt, how other teachers feel when we first started hearing about legislation that would require teachers to post an entire year's worth of curriculum before the school even starts. The most recent example is that bill, Bill 1134 in Indiana, which was passed, has passed the state house and moved into the Senate committee. But there have been similar bills on the table in Arizona in North Carolina and Ohio And oh, if you are watching any of that thing that's going on on TikTok or Instagram or anything with teachers, you can see how frustrating and upsetting this is. So today we're going to talk about five reasons why this is such a bad idea. I hope you stick around. Welcome to One Tired Teacher. And even though she may need a nap, this teacher is ready to wake up and speak her truth about the trials and treasures of teaching. Here she is, wide awake. Wait, she's not asleep right now, is she? She she is awake, right? Okay. From Trina Deberry Teaching and Learning, your host, Trina Deberry. Hey. So before we get started, I do want to tell you that I know we're getting to that crazy time of year where we feel like we don't have enough time and we still want to, we still know we need to teach. We still know we need to, you know, teach to the end and we, but we want to have some fun with our kids because testing's over, you know, some of the pressure is, is, has, Gone off just a little bit, and yet we still have so very much to do inside of our classrooms. And but we want to end the year with something that's exciting, something that's fun, and that is end of the year activities a bundled surf theme digital and print unit. So this episode is being sponsored by the end of the year activities surf theme. So I talked a lot last week about, or not a lot, I talked a little bit about my camp-themed unit. I also have a beach-themed unit. So much fun. You can send your students off with a smile. It is a week-long, end-of-the-year beach-themed unit, and it's a terrific way to end your year just right. It's complete with activities for reading, writing, math, science, social studies, Every, uh, lesson plans are included, activities are included, rubrics are included, answer sheets in some cases. Um, these activities require, you know, some some minimal materials that you can find. They're very inexpensive at most grocery stores or pharmacies. A letter home for parents so that they can contribute to these supplies. Some hands-on activities, activities that keep your students motivated, engaged, and learning And they give you back some time. That's the thing that I love about these themed units the most. As a second grade teacher, I would do these at the end of the year. First of all, it was the best end of the year I ever had when I would do these. Do the unit. The camp unit was the first one that I ever did. And then my classroom was a beach surf theme the next year. So I went ahead and created that. And it's just, it's a way to... First of all, it's an incentive. You know, you, you've you got kids that are getting really antsy. So each activity is an incentive. And <laughs> there's an alternative if they are, you know, struggling. There's an alternative to that can be, you know, your regular material that you can provide for students. But this, this makes it so much more fun. And also kids really want to do it. And if they happen to miss out on an activity... Um, And while they're, you know, reading silently or doing something else instead of some of the like reader's theater and the book recommendations and things like that, then they also quickly realize that they want to be a part of it, especially when you're making the ice cream and the surf theme unit and during your science time, so much fun, just such a great way to build a community, have a great time and give you your time. I loved it, like I said, because I would have My students working on an activity like the Reader's Theater, they would be practicing in groups and I would be off to the side working on QM folders and placement cards and grades and getting things taken down off my walls and getting ready for the next year. It was a complete win-win. And you can grab the print and digital version because if you don't want to run a lot of copies, the digital version is really helpful. If you want it all to be, you know, paper, pencil, that's that's fine too. But I do have these bundled and you can find them on my shop on TPT. And I, also you can grab them, you can you can get more information at Trina Debry Teachingandlearning.com forward slash end of the year. One word. It will show you all the different week themes that I have available. They're also really fun for summer school. And then the last thing I want to tell you before we get into some heavy conversation about lesson plans um, <laughs> is that STEMCon 2022 is still available until the end of this month. If you haven't signed up yet, do so now. com forward slash STEMCon22 all right let's get on with the show because we've got some we've got some heavy stuff to talk about we you know I know that there are teachers everywhere that are feeling super frustrated with these bills that are being um, brought up or passed even in order to, Make teachers have to provide lesson plans a year in, a, in advance. And it's just insane. And it really, it's really a bill that feels to me like it's created out of fear and scarcity. We've got legislatures, we've got even some parents that are feeling like they need more control over what's being taught in the classroom. First of all, that's a conversation for a different day. Um, w- when you're struggling with things that occurred in the past, not wanting to explain those seems like we are creating more of a dictatorship, whether you agree with me or not on that. That's frustrating. But I also feel like the thing that people need to know is that you already have access to this information. The curriculum is we aren't creating curriculum as teachers. We are creating, we are following the curriculum. We are given the standards and we are just creating lessons to teach and cover the standards and determining assessments that will best support or represent an understanding of how the students performed the standard or the objectives. So the curriculum itself is already posted in states <laughs> and that you can find easily yourself and so you will know what your child is learning in each grade level. Now, I can't speak for middle school and high school and and maybe those are conversations that people are really struggling with. I can only speak to elementary school levels and I know that we you know, we have things in our curriculum that we have to cover and you can see it in advance. And if you have an issue, you certainly can discuss this with teachers. But oh having to be micromanaged in such a way. All right, let me let me not get off track. Let me talk about the five the five detrimental reasons why I think that this should not be required. So the first reason is it's rigid. It is such a rigid expectation. I am going to create a plan in advance, and I'm going to follow this exactly. If I wasn't dealing with actual human beings, maybe this would be possible, but this doesn't allow for any flexibility. It doesn't allow me to respond to the needs of my students. It doesn't allow me to differentiate. It doesn't allow me to to like t- t- grasp teachable moments. It doesn't allow me to really like pay close attention to their social and emotional needs and capitalize on those moments when I can really make an impact on a child. And that is detrimental to our teaching and to our learning. And it's just mind-blowing to me. The second detrimental reason is, It's an outrageous expectation. When in the world do they think that teachers are going to do this? We're going to create an entire step-by-step lesson plan in advance. Are they going to provide the time for this to occur? I mean, it's already hard enough to get lesson plans written in the first place let alone have to have them done for the entire year. And what will end up happening is people will use the exact same plan year after year that they've created once, making very little adjustment to it. And it that will get stale. And oh, I, guess I can't even, it's just hard to even imagine. So it's outrageous. It's an outrageous expectation. The third detrimental reason is it's repetitive, which is Kind of what I was saying with the outrageous expectation, it, when you are doing the exactly the same thing over and over again, you you start to to lose your enthusiasm when you lose your enthusiasm, that comes across to your students and the other part is is that most districts have already created a curriculum map it's created by the school district and it already exists, which can be shared, ours used to be shared with parents. I don't think they are anymore, I'm not sure why. Maybe they just need to share those with parents and parents would feel like they had more of an understanding. Now I know in my classroom, I would write newsletters once a week and I would tell my parents what we were getting ready to cover and the main things that we were covering in each, each subject. I have never one time had a parent um, question that. And I felt like they were in the know, and and I was okay doing that. I don't think that should have to be the expectation, but I think that it it's something to consider. Again, I don't think it has to be the expectation, especially if districts are putting out those maps. It's repetitive for teachers to then have to also provide the lesson plans that go with those maps, and it, it's 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 and I think part of the problem is 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 that some of our lesson plan expectations are so <laughs> massive that you, it's like you're writing a book, which a lesson plan is supposed to be used for the teacher and guide the teacher in their practice. And I I remember an assistant principal telling me, anyone should be able to walk in your classroom, pick up your lesson plan and teach off of it. And I thought, that's ridiculous. I'll give you some detailed sub plans and I'll provide them. In fact, I have them, I, ha- I have them in my store. I sell them to second grade teachers all the time that need emergency sub plans. I will provide that for you. I'll even give you a month if you want me to, but I, but I'm not going to give you my lesson plans and think that someone else is going to, any old person's just going to walk in off the street and and understand what to do because I'm not going to script them. And it's, these plans are for me. They are not to just give, to give to a random stranger who may or may not have any experience teaching. We're acting like that, like there's no value in, in understanding the development of children and how they learn and, the, and learning theories. We're acting like that doesn't even matter. But as long as you can follow a script, you're good to go. Whew, that's just so unbelievably frustrating. So that was reason number three is it's repetitive. Reason number four, and this one is probably the one that makes me the maddest. It's mistrusting the professionals who live out the plan. It's micromanaging. It's a lack of respect. It's, it's feeling like you're not being trusted to do your job, which is completely evident in a lot of decisions that are going on in school districts and schools across the country. And why are we even hiring people if we don't think they can do the job? If you're hiring a teacher that you don't believe can do the job, don't hire them. We are having a teacher shortage for a reason, and this is one of them, because everything is micromanaged, and nobody, I don't know anyone, that thrives on being micromanaged. Micromanagement comes from systems of oppression. It comes from scarcity. It comes from a strive for mediocrity, and is that what we want for our children? And then the fifth reason that I feel these are so, this is so detrimental is it feels like busy work. Who in the, I'm gonna say it people, so if you've got kids in the room, who in the hell is really going to look at this? Who is going to spend time reading over these plans? They used to threaten these plans on a regular basis and I have to tell you, I've seen the other side, I've worked with administrators, they don't even look at them. They look at them for evaluations. They look at them if they have no life and nothing else better to do at night but to read over lesson plans. I can't even imagine this is a good thing for anyone's marriage or anyone's relationships. Who has the time to do that? Unless there's an issue, they won't probably even ever see them. And that is such a waste of time. It takes hours for teachers to write these plans. I know teachers that spent all weekend writing their plans, and this doesn't even include coming up with the resources or ideas or creativity around implementing the lesson plan. And that is detrimental to our students. It's detrimental to our teachers. And I'd like to know, who are these plans for? they it's not healthy or sustainable. A basic outline should be sufficient. They are a tool for the teacher to be organized. They are for us. They are not for just anyone. If you are a parent and you do not want to know, or you do want to know what your child is learning, you you already have this. Google your state standards. You can already see it. Teachers use these standards to plan the lesson. Standards are the what the child will learn. And there is some grace in the how. Of course, unless you live in Florida in my district, then you are going to be asked to do the exact same thing at the exact same time as everybody else on your team. And even then, what is the goal? Mediocracy? I'll save that for another episode before my blood pressure goes off the rail. So I want us to really think about whether this is even realistic, because it certainly looks detrimental to me. And it certainly makes me see that this is just another, another thing that we've laid on teachers just to appease legislation. And that doesn't make sense to me. Does it make sense to you? This one tired teacher is feeling pretty frustrated. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Until next time, sweet dreams and sleep tight.